Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Big Mo, and it is my honor to welcome you to the hardest hitting, full of ranting, most entertaining show in the world. This is the Dave Van Aken Show! What's up, guys? Guys, we're it's a big show, UFC on ABC. We, we went quad on you. Uh, to your left, the undeniable, undefeated 5 0, ruthless L Wagman. L, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. All right, bottom left of this quad, uh, ex Bellator fighter, ex American top team coach, and uh, a bunny looking man, Ryan Quinn. Ryan, how are you? I've been better. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we'll get into that one second. Just keep on wearing that. We'll keep on wearing yeah, that. Yeah, uh, one yeah, of the yeah. head Who thought of this anyway? Guys. This is stupid. <laughs> my bookie, Rafael Esparza. Rafael, how are you, my man? I am doing well. I've, I'm doing much better now. I've seen someone with bunny ears on. I guess. Yeah, I can't, I That's can't what happens when you bet on Michael Johnson. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, we had our first ever 20 years on my bookie. Uh, uh, You know, we had a favorite and an underdog. L went with Malarkey. Ryan went with uh, Michael Johnson, and uh, that's what happened. Close fight, though. Very close. I might have to buy buy bunny ears because I'll tell you who I like is maybe a good underdog. So I might have to just buy my bunny ears now. (laughs) I immediately went on Amazon. (laughs) huge show this week uh ufc on abc3 on the middle during the day on eastern time a huge main event this featherweight fight is could headline a pay-per-view in the years if it just has a title around the waist uh really big fight with ortega and yair rodriguez but let's go guys uh make sure before you know uh you know we're all talk about betting make sure you make your bets at mybookiemybookie.ag and if you want to put in that awesome promo code bananas go for it but uh here we go let's start it how we do it best bet on the board uh any bet you want l wagman take it away what is your best bet for ufc long island so my best bet is my dude shane burgos and I actually, so Shane is a favorite on this card, but I definitely see Shane winning in over two and a half rounds. And if you add that over to it, I believe he was plus, I want to say plus 200 something. Uh, and Virgo really and the over. Absolutely. Great value. I think uh, break before. I know he's a dangerous guy, but Shane is insanely tough. Only the best of the best have beat Shane Burgos. And we saw Charles Jordan quit against Julian Arosa. And I think that Shane Burgos is just going to put the pace on. And I think we're going to see Jordan crumble. There we go. I like that. A little parlay in the best bet. That's a first time. Uh, Ryan, take it away, man. What's the what's yeah. your best bet on this card? You know, I was looking at that fight um, just because I'm going to be such a fan of that fight. Um, I yeah. wish I could bet on fight of the night. That fight's going to rock the house. But um, I have Sumidari over Matt Schnell. Um, I just uh, – I, I just – at first, I wasn't too sure about Shumadari, but then I looked up some of his uh, highlights. I was like, wow, this dude's pretty strong. That's something that Matt has struggled with in the past. I've seen him in the gym. And um, I was looking at Matt's wins lately. I know he had a pretty big one recently, but um, 
a lot of his the wins the fighters aren't even in the UFC anymore. So I'm like, this is an up and comer. The guy's pretty steady, pretty solid. I just really like him beating Match now. Okay, let's go with our head odds maker, Raphael. What do you think of those? You you like those? Where are you at on that? I like both of them. Uh, we'll yep. probably be rooting for Match now because I can guarantee you uh, there'd be a lot of parlays on your boy to win that fight. So we're going to be yeah. rooting for the underdog. Uh, okay. uh, the Burgos fight uh, that you mentioned. What a quick line movement. Opened up around minus 130, minus 135, jumped up to minus 150, minus 160. This one will be a heavy bet fight. Would not be shocked if he's probably close to minus 175, minus 180. So I agree with your pick. So if you like the young lady's pick, uh, I would probably hurry up and jump on that because right now, because I would not be shocked if it's a, if it's a popular bet and it just climbs up. So uh, I like both of them. I think both of them should be uh, nice Ws again. It may look rude for an underdog in this car or one of them to wipe out some parlays, as, as we always have to do in uh, UFC uh, fights. We always want to uh, – my, my main goal is if there's a last name NOV in a card, I have to root against them because we, we get crushed anytime an NOV fights at the end of his last name. We're just begging for an underdog. There we go. Raphael, there we go. my good man, I got plenty of underdogs coming your way tonight. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> Underdog, you're my favorite fighter. I knew you were my favorite fighter. <laughs> Underdog's coming up next, but Rafia, that's a great point you just came up with, and I would love for you to break it down just real quick—a real quick 30, 60 second synopsis to the people who might not understand it. When a popular fighter, or maybe like Shane Burgos, got a lot of pub over the last year. Remember when Michael Chandler said, "That's my favorite fighter." He got a lot of publicity, and he's he's kind of a common UFC name. Is that why a lot of people are betting him up right now? And he's one of these guys. Yeah, if you got him a week ago or ten days ago, you got him at a nice value. I thought at 115, 120 in that range. Now he might even be pushing 180, 185 by fight day. I don't know. He's flying. Or by or by weight. I mean, when they, I always tell people, there's always three to four fighters on a card that yep. either after weighing or after the excitement or maybe social media, they just get pounded. They just get pounded. We can't beg for the other side. We'll move it maybe 20, 25 cents, maybe even off mystery, but it's just to try to get dog money, especially maybe after a weigh-in. I have a feeling the main event might that happen. No offense to Yair Rodriguez, but Brian Ortega is more popular. Yeah. And so I think if he comes in pumped up, weighing in, maybe a little cocky or, or something like that to get some pumped up, I have a feeling that that could be flooded in the money. Would not be shocked if maybe he gets moved all the way to minus $2. No disrespect again to Ryder Rodriguez. I think he has a very good shot to win this fight. But popularity and name-wise, let's face it, the fight game, boxing, yeah. PFL, US, it's all about the name on that last name. I mean, it, it is what it is. I hate to say it, but if Ortega comes in, uh, bright lights and a little cocky and has a great way in and maybe or uh, Rodriguez looks like the uh, looks like the zombie a couple uh, years ago uh, money might just be flooded in so there's always three to four fights get that early line because sometimes you get screwed like you come in maybe on Saturday morning wake up after the kids had their bowl of cereal you log in you're like what minus 250 now it was minus 160 like last night when I took the kids to bed yeah yeah, Ortega right now is minus 170, so that's a great call. So, all you guys, if you're leaning that Brian Ortega way, get in right now. Go to mybookie.ag, promo code bananas. All right, L, let's go. What is the best underdog play? A ton of underdogs. We got Michelle Watterson as a dog. We got Lauren Murphy as a dog. We got Yair Rodriguez as a dog. A ton of underdogs on this card. L, where are you looking? I honestly think the underdog with the best shot on this card is Yair. So wow. really I love hearing that you think that the value is going to go up on Yair because I think he has a really good shot to win this fight, especially just based on styles. MMA math does not always add up, and I think people are under are just 
underappreciating Yair in this fight simply because the Korean zombie was beating him before, like mauling him before he caught him with that elbow. And obviously Brian Ortega looked fantastic against the zombie last time. I really think Yair's pressure and his danger factor is going to be a major problem for Brian. If we look back at the Holloway fight, Yair had a super close fight with Max and Ortega was not so lucky. I think Yair has the style. He's going to be really, who does Brian Ortega take down? I think we can agree that Ortega's best bet at beating Yair Rodriguez is probably submission, but Yair doesn't shoot on people. So how is Brian Ortega going to guillotine him? He's either going to knock him down and hurt him to get on top, or he's got to shoot. And Brian Ortega doesn't set up the wrestling super well. He's usually uh, capitalizing on other people's offensive wrestling when he's submitting people. I love that. All right, Yair Rodriguez, we just heard, hey, maybe you wait another 24, 36 hours. I have another 15, 20 points on the juice. Ryan, my man, the cornerman, where are you looking at? With a lot of dogs on this, and I heard you saying there's a couple underdogs you like. Where are you I- looking I got a big one. I'm going big again. And Raphael, you might want to uh, chime in on what the odds are with this, but I'm going Lauren Murphy over Misha Tate. Uh, what are the wow. odds on that one right there? And I'll tell you why. I, I love that play. I think it's, it's I think it's a really, really good play on that one. That was going to be, if I had to choose an underdog one, uh, that would have been one of mine ones that I thought, I mean, you could probably, I think we'll come down. I think Murphy money will come in. So if you like it, I'd say everybody get the better plus money now because I have a feeling uh, Lauren, people are going to see who Lauren Murphy's fight last. Oh, wait, is she up for the title? Break? I mean, they're going to see that one when when novice Joe betters, as we call him, just look at uh, look at the stats and see who they fought next. I think she's going to get probably a little bit more money. So that price will come down. So when you're watching this show, the guy on my uh, right is probably know exactly what he's talking about. He's on the right side. I think that's probably going to be one of the best. I think there's going to be some dogs in this one. I think this dog barks. I think Lauren Murphy wins this one. That's So that's a really, really good play. Jump on that price right now. All right, let me convince you all why if you're on the fence. So, um, Lauren looks good at flyweight. Um, on top of that, she's training at Colorado, in Colorado at altitude for this fight. I heard a lot of good things in camps. And Misha, she's already come out of retirement. She's dropping down to flyweight. You know, and I, I just with with Misha's body type, like she's relying on that strong grappling. That you know, she's going to need that little bit of that mass. That I don't think she's going to have your plus. She's got a lot going on right now. She's just filming Big Brother. Um, I heard that she only spent a little time in Las Vegas for training. So it's not that she hasn't taken this fight um, seriously. I just think there's too many variables going on in Misha's life right now, you know, as far as the training camp's concerned. I think that Lauren is really in that drill zone. That's why I just – I'm really going Lauren Murphy all day. I mean, I just think that she's just going to keep scoring and scoring and scoring as the fight goes on. I love it. I love it. And, and me and El talked about before we, we hit the record button. Just my yeah. last thing, and I kind of went last week with Cowboy Cerrone. And nothing, you know, everyone's different. Retirement's different. But Misha Tate, you know, cutting the weight and being older and with the whole retirement talk, like, it's just, man, L, I don't have to tell you, this game is so freaking hard. And if you're not at the, you know, mentally and physically at the top level and, you know, we haven't seen her in flyweight. It's been a long time. I don't know. I like Lauren Murphy, too. I'm telling you. Plus 172? Like, yeah, come she's, on. That's not, she's not plus 135. I thought she would be in that 125, 135, almost as a pickup. Plus 170, I love it. And I would parlay Lauren Murphy all day long. All yeah, day long. I think I think the price you get, yeah. I, it would not be shocked if it closes around plus 150 around there. I want to jump in on uh, Yadi Rodriguez. You you called it, the time zone. Right, Yadi Rodriguez is from Mexico. Mexico is a Pacific time zone. We don't get that much flooded money in for Mexico for UFC, but they do bet. And we do have a lot of 
big betters. So now you have to put in the time difference where maybe we wouldn't get that money if it was uh, because of the time difference. We're talking what? This would be 11 o'clock, I think, the main event or when the, the card starts at Pacific time. So if it was a night game or a night fight, we would have almost good the whole 24 hours before that main event start. So now we can't get that Mexico money, which we might need, which I can guarantee you we're going to need. So that's a big factor when you're looking when that money would be moving all day on Friday night uh, and early Saturday. Uh, because, again, last time I checked, Mexico was in Pacific time zone. I love this, Rafael. Every week we're bringing you back. I just say jab, leg kick. I, you know, you're talking about time zones and West Hemispheres and stuff like this. We're going to – Rafael, we're, we're, we're keeping you. We're keeping you. Um, all right, this is our uh, our favorite thing that we do. It's a three-fight parlay. L. Wagman has been absolutely money two out of three weeks, and then last week was almost there. She was a minute and a half away from three straight weeks, a turkey in three-fight parlays. L, take it away. Let's make this money on my bookie. All right. So I'm super excited about this parlay. So I haven't got to talk about this fight yet. But the first fight of the night is Emily Ducote versus uh, Jessica Penning. Yeah. So I've been back and forth on this fight a ton. And I'm, I'm super excited to talk about this, obviously. So uh, I love I love Emily Ducote. However, past, before she got into the UFC, when she fought tougher competition, like Emily Whitmire, Alima McFarlane, who aren't doing so hot now, she came up short. This was early on in her career, and a couple of those fights were at flyweight, so I think she'll do better against Jessica Penning, but I honestly don't know. Uh, Jessica Penning's on a two-fight win streak, which is, uh, she doesn't always deliver, but she's gotten, I think she's gotten a little bit of luck, and a little bit of, and, and she's also improved. She's also improving here, so I I'm just going to go the over in this fight because I'm still not sure, but I'm going over two and a half rounds. That I'm sure about. The next leg of my parlay is Bill Algio over Herbert Burns. Um, I know both of their opponents dropped out, so obviously they both had full camps, which is awesome. We're not going to see one guy coming in short notice. Um, but I think Bill Algio, his top pressure, Herbert is not subbing people off of his back these days. Um, I don't think he's dangerous enough there. Bill is definitely going to win in the grappling exchanges. I have him winning in the over two and a half rounds. And then bringing it home is my man, Shane Burgos, one of my favorite fighters. I, I definitely think he's going to get it done as well. I think that was round plus 600. And if you really, really want to get the value, you can always tack Shane Burgos in the over on there. But I decided to uh, do my plus 600 with that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Let me, we just saw Shevchenko's uh, sister just won last week. Guys, um, this isn't Gilbert Burns, all right? This is not the right Burns, brother. I love Bill in this bet. He's minus 210. It's a little high. It's a little juicy for me. I think he should be in the 170, 175 range. But if you're going to parlay all three and if you feel really good about it, I get it. So I like it. Over, you got Bill Allegio, and you got Burgos. I like that a lot. All right, Ryan, where's your three-fight parlay? And then we'll go to you, Rafa. All right, well, I'm going to steal one from L that I had picked. I really like Emily Ducote and uh, Jessica Penne going the over as well. Now, for all the stuff you just said, um, I'll just piggyback off that. Whenever I come to a, a, a fight like this where I'm seeing, oh, is it coin toss, coin toss, coin toss, bam, decision. It's going to a decision. So I really like that like that fight going the distance. Uh, the second one I got is I like Dustin Jacoby over Dalton Jung. 
Uh, I like I like him in a decision in that. Well, I like that fight going the over, but I, I like I'm just gonna stick with I like Dustin. I know he's not training with Anthony Smith anymore, but I don't really think that's gonna be that big of a deal. I just think he looked really tough. He looked really good in his last fight, and uh, he's just gonna be able to handle this. Um, the third one is uh, this is actually my favorite pick of the night. Um, not not my lock, my favorite one to pick on because I think this, I have some like sneaker stuff. Uh, uh, Sneaky stuff about it. So I like Muslim Salakov, even though this is one of my unders I was talking about. Um, over Lee Junior. Um, I, I always pronounce these names wrong. The Jean Jean. Thank you, thank you. Okay, okay. Now he's training at Sanford, but he lost to Neil Magny. It was fairly controlled. Muslim is like a better Neil Magny right now. So I just feel that that's fight is a that's an underdog, but that's also going in my parlay. I like that a lot. And all three, you got 185, minus 170, minus 105. That's going to cook up real nice. All right, Raf. I know you're um, probably, you know, it's one of our fun things we do at the three-five parlay. Parlays are so extremely hard. It's, uh, you, you know, your MMA, anything can happen in a night, in a fight. Uh, where do you like? Do you like anything they both said? They both have the over in the first fight of the night. So that's probably leaning nice. At only a minus 185, that's a good little comeback. Yeah, and I'm sure that'll probably be uh, minus two dollars or higher by uh, by early Saturday. So jump on that price right now. I totally agree with that one. And I know I parlays paid my salary when I worked in Vegas and GM sportsbooks for over uh, 13 Super Bowls. We call we call them Super Bowls, not years. When you work uh, in our industry, they paid my salary. They pay probably all my bonuses now for all the consulting work. But if you're gonna do football or MMA and all that, don't go higher than three. Don't yeah. go three. Don't go 14 parlay. You said it yourself. It's so hard to hit these, especially when you're going decisions. When it comes to MMA, boxing, and stuff like that, a decision can be about a one bad judge, a blink of an eye. Just one judge saw something different than the other judge. Uh, I always tell people two or three. Don't be greedy. Don't go for that fourth one. Oh, I'm going to add Brian Ortega as my fourth one now because he's the last fight, and I know I'm going to win all three of them, and then I can just uh, watch the last fight and try to get my money. Well, no, that's how. That's why my wife has an Amazon shopping addiction because uh, people parlaying all the time. So uh, I'd say, yeah, two, three. Uh, I guess the ruthless right there. I guess she's the queen of three. So uh, just stick with hers, and uh, you'll also have an Amazon addiction. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. So, Rafi, this is one thing I've been saying, and uh, I've been betting on sports my whole life, and now mixed martial arts has just taken over the last five, seven years. And I, this is my probably my thing I, I say to new people that want to bet on mixed martial arts is you don't have to bet on the main event. Like, the main event is sexy and it's beautiful. You see these guys, two good-looking guys, two great fighters, Yair and Ortega. The first fight of the night cashes the same amount of money. It cashes the same. If you bet on this and this, Ortega might be 185 at the you know time the fight goes off. We're seeing 185 on the over, and all of us, all four, like, oh, that's a great bet. We feel good. Yeah, we're leaning Ortega right now, but Yair Rodriguez, Al has Yair Rodriguez winning. My thing is always saying the prelims to me is where the money is at. Am I onto something here, or am I just crazy like everyone else? No, I treat uh, I treat UFC and Bellator who have prelims and all that just how I treat college basketball. Sun Belt Conference cash is just like the SEC conference, so you don't have to go to the limelight a name. Even though my wife is excited to watch Ortega Rodriguez because I think she's looking for a better man, but those uh, the undercard fights just pay as well as as well as the main fight. So I totally agree with you. My twin brother 
That's every Monday night football. It doesn't matter who it is because he's sitting down and watching. It doesn't matter who it is. The prelims are great money because not only people – you go to fights. I've been to fights many times. I was at UFC 50, UFC 100, UFC 2. And the prelims, it's dead. There was no one there in the prelims. They come in for the main event. So no one's betting on those prelims. No one's watching those prelims. So you can get really, really, really good value on those. There we go. Guys, we did it. UFC on ABC3. Uh, Ryan, just the last uh, one. You look wonderful. It's been 19 minutes. I can't believe you never take off the bunny ears. What a true professional in every way. You said you had a couple other sneaky things. Did you say everything? Oh, oh actually, I, I got, man, I, I, I really like this bet too, but I wasn't sure where to fit it in. Um, first, I got some trivia too. We forgot about oh. the trivia. But um, I really like Amanda Lamos over Karate Hadi. I'll tell you, I just... Her last fight, like we've talked about this before, where where the what you read in the paper doesn't necessarily happen. She looked so good in her last fight before she got caught in that standing arm triangle, uh, right. which is crazy, and it happens. Um, I really like her in that fight. I feel like she'll out she'll outstrike Michelle Waterson. But um, are we up for trivia now? Just real quick, one thing on Amanda, if I could say, I just she's the biggest favorite on the card. And I, mm-hmm. I know Michelle Watterson doesn't mm-hmm. win a lot. I think she's like two out of her last six, two and four. Mm-hmm. But the, the tough competition, and I just feel like she's one of those ones. This could be a sneaky, bad split decision for Ms. Michelle Watterson. And being the biggest underdog in the card, we mm-hmm. talked about I don't think Elle agrees with me at all. I like Michelle Watterson as a dog. I do. I think she barks at I, What is he? She's 220 right now, 230? So it's I'm Value and I feel like yeah, it's the value there. Lamos opened up at minus 450. She was minus 450 when it's opened up. We can't beg for money right now. It's all Michelle Watterson right now. So here's this is something different that we don't normally see. We're gonna be rooting for the the big favorite because the money keeps on flooding in. I'm sure, but again, I think that's more the name than yeah. yeah. So I I I don't want to say she has no shot, but I think the money coming in had to do with the name. What is that fight inside the distance? Oh, what was it? What's that fight inside the distance? The under two and a half is minus 220. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, Michelle is tough. And I know Mm -hmm. he has knockout power, and I know that's rare in that weight class, but I actually could see that going to over. And there's some good value in the over as well. I mean, I think people forget that Michelle Waterson was a 105er. Like, Mm -hmm. he's not big. And Lamos is a big girl at 115. Yeah. And she's, she's powerful, tall. and yeah. She's, yeah, she's long. She has the style that Michelle struggles with. Other than really good wrestlers, she is the style that Michelle struggles with the most. And like, I think Michelle's best best chances to grapple, and I don't see her getting her down. I think that she's way more physical. She's way bigger, and she's more powerful. She might be laying the gloves on the mat afterwards. Was, mm. a, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. Three fights, kid. I'm, I, that's what I'm hearing. I would not be shocked. I'm, 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 I'm hearing this. We could see two people maybe lay down the gloves in this card. Oh, wow. Look wow. at this. Rafael with the inside scoop. The my bookie inside scoop. We have to have like boop, 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 boop. Um, all right. Trivia time. My guy, Ryan Quinn, the cornerman. Uh, the answer of last week. And then give us something to uh, lean on all week long to chew on. Uh, what, what do you okay. got for us? The... The trivia question from last week was, who has been on the Ultimate Fighter, not one, and gone on to win the and gone on to win the UFC World Championship? There was two, Rose Namahunes and TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw, Ooh. I knew yeah. TJ. 
I knew Rose. Yeah. I didn't. I forgot about TJ. I knew Rose. TJ yeah. lost in the finale mm-hmm. to was it Demetrius? I forget now. Uh, so many fights. He lost <laughs> to a really good uh, someone, really good in the finale. But okay. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, I like that was TJ and Rose. Two good ones. Uh, all right. What's the trivia for next week? So the trivia for next week, I'm going to make some of you recent casuals dig in, go back a little bit. <laughs> Who's the first fighter to hold a U a Pride FC title? And a UFC title, not simultaneously, obviously, but who's the first person to have accomplished both of those? Oh, all right. Okay. Old school. There we go, guys. I would, I, would have put up, I would have put up a trivia. Who's the next MMA fighter that's going to sign a WWE or AEW contract? That would have been my trivia. We could do two. <laughs> I'm hearing there's five active guys there, either or, UFC or Bellator, that's uh, we may be jumping ship and uh, signing with either one of those brands. And you, you just said guys right there. We're seeing a lot of females with Paige Van Zant and Valerie Laredo over the last three, four months. You, are they guys or are they females as well? That was my, my correction. Both guys. Okay, guys both. Yeah. My, thank wow. you for the correction. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I just... It's 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 a good time right now. It's a I think a lot of eyes are on MMA uh, athletes across the board. Their socials are great, and uh, you know companies want to kind of spice it up. So, all right, we did it, Rafael. I appreciate it. Um, definitely, guys, all your action. Go to mybookie.ag promo code bananas, and uh, you know there's a lot of baseball. Uh, the the Yankees are on a little bit of a skid right now, Ryan. So get make oh, sure you man. get back on that Yankee bandwagon against the Reds I know, too. I'm a- I'm a Cubs fan. I, I need the Reds to lose. I don't want to be the last in the division. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, I, I don't know I, what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Ella's <laughs> like, what's a baseball? What was baseball? baseball? All right, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. And pre, uh, UFC on ABC during the day. Make sure you don't leave at 6 o'clock at night. The show will be over. It's on during the morning and during the day this Saturday. And cash at my bookie. Talk to you guys soon. What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken here to my left in the hammock. Felicia Spencer, how are you, Fee? Um, I mean, I'm in a hammock, so doing pretty good. (laughs) Life is good. good. It is July 14th. It is crazy. We are midway through July. We're midway through the year. 2022, gone. That's it. Ugh, don't say it like that. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. Um, All right, last week. Gone this week, UFC Long Island, UFC on ABC. I like that. A huge main event. It's so cool. Yaya Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega could literally be a headliner for a pay-per-view if the title was around one of these ways. Like if, if Volkanovski tapped to Ortega, this could be the main event. Like th- I think it's that great of a matchup. Um, so yeah. I'm excited for this card. I'm really curious about it. Like I, both of them have looked so good. I feel like, you know, I I feel like Ortega can take down Yair and like, and have an easier time submitting him than than um, Lukanovsky. But at the same time, I'm kind of leaning Yair for some reason. Like he's a great striker. Like we saw what happened with Brian with Max Holloway. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of thinking something a little more like that would happen. But I mean, Brian's the. I mean. He's a, he's a good striker. He's, yeah. I would even say a great striker. Yeah. Um, not Probably the advantage goes to Yair, but then on the ground, I mean, like, no one is better, you know, as, as far as just success on the ground. So it's a really interesting, fun one. 
very, very close. If you guys want to bet on it, the odds are close. Yair is the underdog at plus 140. Go to mybookie, mybookie.ag. If you want to use that promo code bananas, you know, it could help out the fam a little bit. But promo code bananas at mybookie. Yeah, it's a great, great main event. There are so many underdogs on this card, and I, I love it. It's like one of my things. Now, Monday or Tuesday, we, we've been doing this for a year and a half, almost two years. And before I even like, oh, what would I do or better? I'm like, oh, what would Felicia underdog pick? Like, I like that more than your lock. I just, it's our thing, right? <laughs> so I'm like, wow, oh, she can she can go here. Wait, she can go here. Like Lauren Murphy and Michelle Watterson's a used underdog. Your guy, Charles Jodane is an underdog. There's a ton of underdogs on this card. I'm like, dude, Felicia's gonna, like, she's in a picnic. She's gonna, she's literally in a hammock picking her phenomenal <laughs> picks. You're gonna love it. So let's start there. Uh, where are you at? Those are just three or four that I just said. Maybe, I know, it's, right? them, maybe it's none of them at all. Let's go. What's your uh, maybe, you know, it's, maybe it's not? I was, you know, I was thinking about yeah, year because like what I just said. Uh, but I'm gonna go with I think the biggest underdog on the card, which is like always super risky. But I just I don't know. I have a like I don't know. She looks really good. Michelle Watterson against Amanda Lemos. Yeah. Lemos is just known for being like. Just, I mean, they're great. They're in the UFC, obviously. Everyone's great. She's super strong. Michelle Watterson looks really strong right now. Like I've been, yeah. I follow her. You know, like she's, she's like in the best shape of her life. You know, and she's, she looked great against Marina Rodriguez. Um, Mar- Mar- Marina, right? Marina. Yeah. Yep. Um, she looked great. You know, she didn't win the fight, but I thought she looked really good. And I really feel like this is like uh, one of her like last. Maybe I don't know if I could say even like her last kind of chance to really run for the title. But if she loses this one, it's kind of a tough spot, you know, to yeah. really be able to make that jump back up. But this is a big fight for both of them, obviously. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick my underdog to go out way on a limb and say Michelle Watterson is going to be Amanda Lewis. I love it. I love it. I, I'm in agreement with you. Last night we had our betting show, Ben and Bananas. We actually had one of the head odds makers for my bookie, uh, Rafael Esparza, on the show last night. And he was, we talked about, it. he was really flabbergasted about how high of an underdog Michelle Watterson is. Not even that, like, she has a huge name. She has a really great following. I honestly think on Instagram, she has like 1.8 million followers. She has a humongous following on socials. Uh, you know, the whole mom, the karate hottie thing. And just, she's been around. Her name is, she's been in four main events in a row before this. Like she's a main event fighter, like a lot of fight yeah. nights. I, I think it's wild. And she always, to me, this is like split decision city. Like, I think this is going split decision and she wins those. She loses those. Yeah. Um, they both have been fun. in decisions with like Angela Hill and stuff like that. And yeah. it's not like it's Michelle being an, you know, a veteran fighter, older, come you know, on the way out sort of fighter fighting an up-and-comer because both of them are over 35 i think so you know they're both in the later end of their career you know even though michelle's been a bigger name in the sport so it's not like she's fighting an up-and-comer you know right and it's funny you said that so rafael he said he had a little bit of an inside scoop and i i was like whoa it took me off kilter a little bit she he said that if michelle waterson doesn't have a good performance and you know sometimes you feel it inside the octagon you know this more than anyone if you don't feel good inside the octagon, there's rumors out there. There's murky little rumors that she might do the cowboy Cerrone and just leave those gloves in the octagon. And I was like, wow, like I didn't even, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but then I kind of looked at her career and where she started and she's a one Oh five er and just, you know, her being a mom and her daughter's getting older. Like a lot of it makes sense. 
And I bet you she can do good on, you know, movies or wherever she wants to go. I Two of them, Paige Van Zandt's in AEW and Valerie Laredo just signed with AEW. I can see her kind of transferring. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I was like, when he said it, it kind of caught me off guard. And then the, I had a night to sleep on. I'm like, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it would make sense, you know. Uh, she's had a, a number of losses, you know, against the top in the division. But she doesn't want to be a gatekeeper, you know. Yeah. So yeah, why not? All right, so there we go. All right, phenomenal pick, Michelle Waterson. I love it. She is the absolute biggest underdog on this show. Let's go on the other side. What is your lock? Um, there, there's some good favorites I like. There's a lot of talent, good fighters. But what's your lock, Felicia Spencer, UFC on ABC3? All right, this one was – it's hard to do the lock, obviously. it is. A, she is a favorite. I said she, so the other female fight on the card, right? I kind of almost didn't even want to pick her, but I was like, I really do kind of feel like Misha Tate has what it takes um, to beat Lauren Murphy, even though I really like Lauren Murphy in the spot. Um, I don't know. I think Misha coming down a weight class, I think it I think it will matter. I think she's going to be bigger than um, Lauren Murphy and I think she's really motivated to try to, like, make something happen. And not that Lauren's not, but Lauren's already fought for the title and, you know, that kind of thing. So, I don't know. Misha's pretty fired up to do something big. So, I'm going to go with my lock being Misha. All right. I love it. Usually, you and I super agree. Uh, we see the the world the same way. We see MMA the same way. I think we love these gritty, hardworking fighters. This is the most opposite we've been in a long time. <laughs> One of my best picks on the card. I love Lauren Murphy in this spot. Um, let's go the Misha Tate route. I talked about it with Cowboy Cerrone. And remember, they, this fight was supposed to happen at the pay-per-view a couple weeks ago. And I think Lauren got sick, maybe the C word for a couple of days. I'm not exactly sure. That's what I think happened. But Misha did, she was on the, she was en route to making the weight cut. Like she was going down. This is the biggest cut. She hasn't been a flyweight, I think like six or seven years, Felicia. So she's older in stature. That Misha Tate's a beautiful young lady, but she's older in stature, especially in the fight game. She just made that weight cut that she hasn't made in a long time, seven years. And then she had to kind of like redo it again. I don't know. Like, I think that's something big that reminds me a lot of Cowboy Cerrone. And, like, Lauren Murphy, I, I don't know why she doesn't – and I, I know you didn't say anything bad about her. It's not bad picking against her. I think she's really underrated and, uh, you know, not, I don't want to say disrespectful as a fighter, but her, like, USC career, her last eight fights, she's, like, six and two, great wins against good girls, really grimy, like, really gritty. Um, I think she's going to get the job done. I think it's going to be a – phone booth kind of a fight, uh, maybe a lot of grapple and maybe a lot against the cage controlling. And I think Misha might even win round one, but start to welt. And I think Lauren will turn it up and win round two and round three. I love Lauren Murphy in this underdog spot. It's one of my best picks on the card. I love it. All right. Well, we'll see, I guess. I mean, I, I don't disagree with anything. Um, you know, I, I think I've even picked Lauren as an underdog in the past. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know why. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, Misha's, just, I think maybe just the skill set or the, you know, the game plan. I feel like she's, I mean, like she had said last year, she spent like all of her money into camp and training and like every little detail of it. So, I mean, if there's anyone spending their money on fight camp, it's her right now. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. We're not agreeing. <laughs> I love it. So maybe uh, next week, what do you think is, so if Lauren Murphy wins, I don't know if you, I put the Phenom uh, headband on for the whole show. 
And then next week, when Lauren Murphy wins, maybe uh, it's you putting on the, you know, the Dave Van Auken shirt the whole show. Maybe that's the best. That, that sounds good. That sounds fair. Wow. Dude, I turned white. I turned into a ghost right now. <laughs> I put the feet on up and I'm a ghost. Right. I won't readjust. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, Last kind of fun question. We'll kind of, I know you. we did hit the main event at the beginning. I just, one last thing on that. But before that, do you like how it's on ABC and it's on during the day? I think the prelims start like literally at 11 a.m. Like that's when the first fight is on 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Is that something you like? Is that different? Is that like, oh, once in a while it's cool? Or are you a, hey, Saturday night at 10 o'clock should be the fight or 8 o'clock? I mean, I like I like early fights. It's nice okay. to, to mix it up too, but because I know like some people just can't see certain times. So I like that it changes. And I mean, I hate that they're at 10 o'clock. So I, I mean, I've really lately become like just watching early prelims and prelims because I know I'm not staying up late enough to see the main event, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I definitely like that it's early. Um, I mean, definitely complicated if you have plans, but like, oh, well, you know, it's MMA. Right. Live your life and catch up. Dude, I turned into a ghost. I know we're going to make this into an audio version of the podcast. I hope people watch visual. I literally put up Felicia's headband that is white, and I turned to a white ghost. <laughs> it's wild. Um, all right, so to the main event, it's kind of out there that if Yair wins, he gets the title shot. But Dana didn't say that about Ortega. And to me, that caught me off guard. And I know Ortega just fought Volkanovski a year ago, which he had that submission. And he kind of talked about, like, he thought it was over. Like, he thought there's no way Volkanovski was getting out of it. That's kind of been uh, a lot of chatter this week. Are you surprised that Dana didn't say that? Do you think that will happen? Like, whoever wins this, especially if they win convincingly or in a shot, in a great fashion, if Ortega, an uppercut, knocks out Yair in round two. Do you think Ortega fights for the title, or do you think there's an Ortega-Josh Emmett fight somewhere down the road? Where, what would you put? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. I think Yair, you know, is fresh meat, so to speak. And Yeah, yeah. Ha has had rematch after, you know, rematch. It seems like he's having rematches all the time, even though he hasn't fought Ortega twice. Um, yeah, I would think someone else, or it should be a little harder for a rematch to happen um okay. one more fight i think would be reasonable yeah i think yair winning this one would get him there um but like you said josh I'm, josh emmett's there i think there's a couple other guys that are fresh that are coming up you know so i like it uh i think it's fair for ortega to have to fight again okay and looks like volkanowski broke his finger he kind of released that so he's like looking hopefully for a december return maybe it might even be january february he was trying to win that whole fighter of the year uh, he beat Korean Zombie in Jacksonville in the spring. Summer was Holloway. And if, if he fought November, December versus an Yair or an Emmett, you know, that would really kind of really uh, yeah. fire the year if he went 3-0. and So Yair versus Volkanovski, I, I agree. If Ortega wins, I would love, and I know people, and I'm a Josh Emmett guy. I really do like Josh Emmett. Good guy. Talk to him. Very nice guy. I would love to see Emmett or versus Ortega in the fall, maybe October, November, and then the winner of that faces Volkanovski early 2023. I just think, I think if Emmett gets it, it would be debated a little bit. If Emmett puts Ortega out, like if he gets that one more win, there's no more debate. And I think if Ortega wins, that's like the other, okay, he beat Yair, he beat Emmett. These are number, you know, two and three. He needs that title rematch. I think that's yeah. simple. There would be no argument. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. There we go. I mean, and I mean, I wouldn't argue if Emmett got a title shot. You know, yeah. if if Yair lost, 
uh, if he wins, I think Yair should get it. But if Yair lo- loses, I wouldn't be upset if Emmett got it next, like without fighting again. So right, right, man. I just I, I'm excited for the fights, but all I can just think about now is Lauren Murphy winning and uh, Felicia Spencer wearing the Dave Van Auken shirt. That's all I care about now. That's it. <laughs> well, you know, it's a nice shirt, so I can't complain. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad. Awesome. Fee, uh, the summer, like I said, is flying by. We're midway through July. Um, I think, is it next week, Amanda? Oh, no, no. So we go to London. Our girl, Hannah Goldie's flying across the pond. Uh, the you, the biggest underdog on that card, cannot wait, versus Molly McCann. That's next week. And then after that, uh, the main event, you might know something about Amanda Nunes, the challenger versus Juliana Pena two weeks away. So we have some really cool stuff in the uh, near, near future. Yeah, I mean, uh, so exciting. I'm um, excited. But hey, can't look ahead. Got to focus on this week. I love it. All right, here's the $10,000 outro of Felicia punching me in the face. Have a great day, guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy UFC Long Island on ABC during the day. Make sure you watch it during the day. Talk to you soon. <laughs>